No, I haven't really been following the news. I'm honestly just waiting until the fight does get announced, and then I'll get excited again. But I, I, this is this to me is like like Errol Spence versus versus Bud Crawford or Pacquiao versus whoever he's gonna fight against. Uh, you know these big name fighters and these big name fights that take forever to sign if they even are gonna get signed and happen. You know. It seems like everybody kind of wants to follow this uh, little Mayweather rubric, wait a little bit till people are older or more beat up, or I don't know what the case is, and then fight them then. But uh, no, I'm not really following the news. Uh, I am just as excited to see the fight. I would love to see that fight. It would be an amazing fight. Plus, it'll dispel all the conversations that you and I have had for so many years now, you know. But uh, no, I don't I don't uh, read the news. The news is not exciting to me. I stay away from it. I feel like me staying away from the news, it's what has me still looking forward to the fight. Yeah, so for those of you just joining us, I was talking about the fact that every day, day by day, we jo- we uh, get news. I was talking about going into the bathroom with that little bad boy there, my cell phone, and seeing Eddie Hearn every day talking about the fact that any day now, Fury, Joshua, venue about about to be announced. Any day now. Well, any day now seems to be every single day. And my enthusiasm for this fight started. You can't even see how high it started because the camera won't allow you to see it. It was way up there in the ceiling of this room. And it has started to drop and drop and drop and drop to the point where right now it's like, guys, could you get this signed, please? Because I really would want to see this fight and the rematch take place uh, this year. And if this keeps drawing out, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Kenny, why don't you talk about where you were, who you had winning when this fight was first announced after uh, or really started to get talked about after the win by Fury over uh, Wilder in the rematch? I Right off the bat, I'm, I'm going to say I am a huge Anthony Joshua fan. Uh, something about the way he carries himself, the way he boxes, uh, his fitness, so it just comes together, and he doesn't talk too much. He, he only talks a little when he has to, but he doesn't talk too much. I think that's very respectable from a from a man, especially a man who makes a living off of his anger, his ferocity, his strength, his his you know his being a beast. Uh, but I definitely had uh, Fury winning this fight uh, just because of the work that he did with Deontay Wilder. Uh, the work that he did on Deontay Wilder, he completely dispelled everything that we thought about Deontay Wilder. He dodged that that right hand the entire fight. He moved very, very well. And he came back from the dead in the first fight. I think it was very impressive. And I've seen uh, Anthony Joshua, you know, go down pretty bad. And he did come back and fight against Ruiz pretty well. He fought Pulev pretty well. But it doesn't show the the kid that we knew Anthony Joshua to be back in the day, uh, which was the knockout kid with a lot of power, a lot of ferocity that had not been put down yet. After he got put down the first time, it's like he's susceptible to uh, being put down by almost everybody. When I saw Ruiz put him down, that was a big shocker to me. So I just think that Anthony Joshua's jaw is not as uh, strong as uh, we'd like it to be. And, uh, Fury is very, very, very good at getting out of the way of these punches that come with this crazy power. So r- right off the bat, I had Fury. All right, I got something loaded up for you, Kenny, to, to react to. But before we get to that, here we go. Hit, 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 Due to some violent content, 
Parental discretion is advised. I know you're going to dig this. All right, so I want you to give your opinion, Kenny, on none other than the guy I used to call your stepfather back when you weren't really showing Tyson Fury to love. I used to call this guy your daddy. You remember those days? I definitely remember those days. This guy guy talks a whole lot. (laughs) So we're going to play a little bit of John Fury, and I want you to kind of react to what he says here. Uh, I'll bring it up uh, right now so you can have a look at it. And this is courtesy of... Uh, my man out there John, in the UK. In your opinion, why do you think this fight has taken so long to get over on? Because from the beginning of the year, it certainly seems to have been, you know, we've seen Eddie do interviews where he's, every couple of weeks he said he's getting closer, he's getting closer, he's getting closer. I'm still waiting for an official kind of confirmation, date, venue, and what have you. Why do you think it is that it hasn't been able to be signed, sealed, delivered as of yet? All I can hear is ducks farting left, right, and centre. A lot of them. Bob Arum, Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn, the full lot of them. They're farting worse than ducks. They can't put it on in this, in this climate. There's no money for it. Nobody wants to pay that kind of money with no crowds. Unless we get a normal way of going on and back to how it was in 2018, forget all the big fights. There'll be no fights ever like that ever again, will they? You know, because people need freedom. People need a mindset. People need to be happy to pay for this kind of thing. And as we're living now in these uncertain times when nothing's as it seems in this terrible, terrible situation we're in, some people would rather be dead. There's people dying every day. The mental health suicide rates through the roof over it, you know. But are the interests in boxing to that extent to go on? Well, it's a billion-dollar affair, isn't it? Who's got it? There's only decided he's got it. And they ain't jumping up and down to put it on, are they? What are your thoughts there, Kenny? He starts off hilariously talking crap about all these promoters, <laughs> but uh, he does have some points. He definitely has some valid points. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he he's very smart when he says that he doesn't that in the climate that we're in currently with Corona, uh, that we don't know if we want to set up this fight. We don't know if who's going to want to pay for this fight. He does make sense with that, but I think that more along the lines of his point. It's that less people buy the fight because more people be coming together in groups who watch the fight, as opposed to all the bars that used to buy the fight and all the venues that used to buy the fight and show the fight to everybody. All these places will no longer be buying the fight. It'll be a few people buying the fights in their homes. So, like, for example, let's say you bought the fight or I bought the fight. One of us could show up to each other's homes or invite friends that we know are safe or COVID safe and are, aren't going to, like, we aren't going to just all buy the fight and stay individually, stay in our own homes. And he has a point. Like, it's a it's a huge, huge, huge fight. Why would you uh, want to put such a huge fight, such a huge event where you would want people to show up to uh, in a time where where people can't really show up to these venues and, and the venues are only opening up for a very, very, very small capacity? I think he definitely has some great points, though. Uh, and he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've always liked John Fury. He keeps it real. Uh, he's an authentic guy. I like guys that shoot from the hip and don't necessarily always have a filter because that's one of my traits, believe it or not. It's one of the toughest things for me about entering a professional setting is that I'm not always able to to be myself 100%. have to, like, filter myself kind of slightly. We've talked about that, Kenny, especially since we're both – uh, out of a public school background uh, where we ta- have, uh, have worked. Uh, I'm going to bring in my man, Alex, uh, from the UK, comrade out there, Alex, to speak on this, to get his perspective. Alex, 
You're with yes, us here boy. live at five. How's it going? I know it's ten past ten out there, UK. How's it going, Alex? Yeah, no bad, man. No bad, you. Good, good, good. How's it going? And and what are your thoughts on the on the constant uh, telling by Hearn and others that any moment now we're going to be hearing about an announcement and a date and a, all of that and a venue for the Fury Joshua fight? Are people out there buying it? Oh, they're taking the piss, aren't they? They are taking the piss. They're taking it too long, aren't they? They're, they're generally taking it too long now. It's like got to a point now it's just getting boring. They're taking the piss. Yeah, I, I, that's that's how I think. It's like they're teasing us, man. It's like, you know, you know, you know what it's like. It's like when somebody owes you money, right? And you're like, yo, you got that money for me, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have it for you uh, in two days. Two days comes, and yo, where's the bread? Where's the hundred dollars you owe me? Uh, I'll have it to Friday because you know Friday I get paid. Friday comes. You don't hear from them. The next week they come back and they tell you that they got the money for you again. I just want to see the fight signed, man. And I, I want to have a date where I can like look forward to and say, this fight's happening here. That way I know that if the, the rematch happens, well, this kind of schedule of events can take place. I just want to get excited about, about the fight again. Real quick, before you go, Alex, just want to say uh, you have a couple requests to turn your camera on. People want to know what the face is attached to the cool voice and, uh, it is. You know what I'm saying? You got to turn it on, bro. Yeah, I'll turn it on. I'll turn it on. I'm there in. you go. There you go. I'm in. It is, it is, it is late out there in the UK. That's fine. Yeah, can't lie. Too so go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. You, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just tired of, of you know the gaslighting uh it's it, it like it is what it is i i'm looking forward to the fight i i don't look at the news i don't read after the news I, I stay away from it <laughs> i'm definitely done with the news because they keep on like they gaslighting you continue reading yes tomorrow next week with no venue next week next week next week is always next week but next week is never here so i'll just wait i'll patiently wait not look for it not look at the news and when it when when it finally gets announced, it'll it'll be all over the place. I won't even have to look for the news. It'll definitely be all over the place, all over my timeline. So, absolutely. So, what I wanted to do too is I kind of wanted to jump in to discuss the heavyweight scene right now because this fight and the delays are kind of holding things up for a little bit. So, last month I had a heavyweight ranking out there that had Fury on top, Joshua right there with them. Deontay Wilder, but for the month of April, I'm going to put up my month of April heavyweight rankings here. Um, actually, it says March. It should say April. I'll fix that. But I, I've actually switched it up a little bit, and I've got Tyson Fury 1, Anthony Joshua 2. Uh, Kenny, I know you're probably going to have something to say about this because I got Joe Joyce 3, Ruiz 4, Deontay Wilder 5, Dillian White 6, then Rivas, Parker Ortiz, Usyk, then I got my mentions of Hunter and Hellenius. What are your thoughts on that list, Kenny? Yikes. Wow. <laughs> my God. This guy put George Joyce third. I, I'm not even hating on George Joyce. He put a he put a hurting on Dubois. He, he was strategically put a hurting on Dubois. But how you like Damn, you disrespecting Deontay Wilder. He only lost to Tyson Fury. Like, damn, he should at least be number three on this list. 
All right, talk about I'd it. Say, I'd say Dylan White. I'd say Dylan White. Dillian I'd White. I'd say Dylan White. I don't know. Danny, you make you make your case for for Wilder, and then Alex, I'm gonna ask you to make your case for for Dillian White. Gotcha. Uh, uh, well, Wilder, he only lost to, to Fury. He hasn't lost to anybody else, you know. And everybody else who he's fought, although he hasn't fought any huge, big, amazing names, he's put him out. Uh. White got savagely knocked out two fights ago, and then he came back and he beat the guy who savagely knocked him out uh, with a with a knockout as well. The guy who he fought, who he knocked out, looked very much out of shape and out of it in the in the second fight that they had, as opposed to the first fight. That's all. I do think that Dillian White should be somewhere around number four, though. I, I, number four or five, something like that. But Deontay Wilder for me is number three, not Joe Joyce or Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz should be much lower in that list as well. Uh, Luis Ortiz and Joseph Parker should be higher. Alexander Usyk is just fine where he's at. He hasn't done anything in the heavyweight division. I think it looks good. All right. So now it's your turn, Alex. You could cook because I know you said you, you had Wilder up there. Sorry, not Wilder. Uh, Dillian White. Nah, it's like you think about it, yeah? Look mm-hmm. at Wilder's, like, um, look at Wilder's obviously record and that, isn't it? And you look at Dillian White's record. The amount of time Dylan White actually fought decent fighters, then Deontay Wilder. Do you know what I mean? And he's won most of them. Here's my problem with Dillian White, though. He got stretched last summer by a guy that he was supposed to be. He got stretched last summer. Yes, he got stretched by, by a guy, Povetkin, who struggled with Huey Fury. I mean, he, he beat Huey Fury, but he went 12 rounds with him. He went 12 rounds with Michael Hunter, and that guy stretched Dillian White. So I still have Dillian White at number six, as you guys can see up on the screen. But I don't think that, that I can put White any higher than that because of the fact that he lost to Pavekin in the way that he did. Kenny, the reason I've got Ruiz higher than Wilder, and I know you disagree with this, but Ruiz has not been knocked out. Wilder has. And Ruiz beat AJ, and you got to get some ranking off of beating AJ. I mean, and then going twelve rounds with him in the rematch. So I'll, I'll let I'll I'll let you share your thoughts on that. And then I got a guy off the canvas boxing to bring in, and I'm going to ask him to jump in on this in a second. I'll let you guys give a little bit of a, a rebuttal to what I just said. First, Kenny. I think that that's a little insane, but I'm going to let you rock, right? Ruiz is accomplished. Uh, he just put on too much weight. I don't really see him dropping all that weight. It doesn't seem like he has the ability or the discipline to drop all that weight. It takes a whole diet change, a whole change of lifestyle, and it doesn't seem like he wants to do that. I don't ever see him beating somebody with the likes of Anthony Joshua again. I only see it downhill from here. Like, so what that he knocked out Anthony Joshua? It is what it is. And so what that that Wilder got knocked out? You know, every it's boxing. He got knocked out by Fury. That's acceptable in my book. Nando in the chat. Shout out Nando. He's asking about Otto Waleen. Nando, it's tough because I wasn't really that impressed, honestly, with Otto Waleen's last win against... Dominique Brazil, and um, I honestly wasn't that impressed with his fight versus Fury. I didn't give him a round in that fight, to be honest. He cut him up. He made him bloody, but he didn't really do that. He didn't really win any rounds. 
So that's my thought on that. Shout out to Maxwell. Tony is with us. Thank you, Tony. Freddie, Char, Finley, Christian. Uh, we got a few others. Don. We got Dominic as well. Dom. Dom. As well. There you go. And Dom's a legend. Dom's there, actually a legend. There you go. Dom's a legend. And we got Leave It in the Ring. The OG Dave Dwen is with us as well. I'm going to bring on Off the Canvas Boxing. Thank you for joining me, Maestro A, and Kenny. Off the canvas. What's good, man? How you doing? Off the canvas. Oh my God. I think you're, I think you're on mute. Off the canvas. Hit that Sorry, mute. Button. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hear you, yeah, go ahead. What are your thoughts, bro? With regards to the uh, those rankings that you've given. Yeah. I'm, I'm, do you know what it is? I like your thought on some of them. Yeah, I don't agree with some of them. Put it this way, okay. I, I like your thought with regards to um, the likes of a Ortiz and Deontay Wilder, because th- those two, I, I feel as though they're quite overrated, in my yeah. opinion, and uh, with regards to how they are, the resumes, etc. Um, I think Joe Joyce's Joe Joyce's resume is arguably better than Luis Ortiz's resume, despite the fact that. Uh, I'm look. I've got, I've got Joe Joyce's one up here right now. Joe yeah. Joyce has had a lot less fights. Yeah. So, um, with regards to Joe Joyce, uh, third is a way, way, way too high because the, he's got good names on his record with regards to Daniel. But the thing is, how high would you rank Daniel Dubois? That was a good question. Would you rank before the fight? I had him. Uh, Kenny can tell you. De- Kenny was right. I was wrong. Kenny was mm. calling him Daniel Dubious. For a long, long time, <laughs> and and I was I was very high, I was very high on on Daniel Dubois. Mm. Um, my thing with Joe Joyce is is this: he's got two things that I really think are important for heavyweight. One, yeah. he's got great conditioning. This dude could go twelve rounds and throw punches the entire way through. I very rarely see him get fatigued. There was a one moment in his career where I saw him get kind of hurt a bit but with a body shot by Michael Hunter. But other than that, he's been rock solid. And then obviously the second one is his chin. This guy can take a punch. And I think those two qualities keep him in the mix against pretty much everybody. He doesn't have power. Yeah. And Deontay, if he doesn't outbox you, he gets outboxed and lands a powerful shot. That's been his kind of thing multiple times. So, Mm. and I think that a guy who can box going forward like the juggernaut does, pumping that jab, keeping it in your face, adding in those forward feints and that herky-jerky footwork that he uses, that's going to be problems for Deontay Wilder. So, you know, this is just me projecting. Obviously, it's it's just an opinion. But when I match up Joe Joyce with Andy Ruiz, I see Joe Joyce winning. When I match up Joe Joyce with Wilder, I see him winning. When I match him up... With, with a guy in white who I saw throwing punches like this over his head last mm. night. He looked more wild, wilder than Deontay when he had that, the- with that With that, I think I think the Dillian White tactic for that fight, especially for the second fight, he understood that Povetkin is, is, he's got short arms and he's 40-something years of age, okay? The best way to beat that kind of fighter is to blow him out the park. I literally just hell for lever round one. He's not good. like the, the the way he's going. And Dillian's got long arms as well. For me, I think Dillian. I think, I know this seems crazy. Mm-hmm. 
think Dillian beats Deontay Wilder. And the reason why I say he beat Deontay Wilder is due to the fact that um, the way Fury beat Deontay Wilder was the fact that he backed him up into the corner and applied a lot of pressure, basically bullying the bully and, and hit him a lot and hurt him mostly with his left-handed left -handed side of the body, so the, the, the left hook to the body and then the, the left hook to the head. I think Dylan White, for me, is even better, not even better, but more powerful than Fury and will be able to push Deontay Wilder back and Deontay Wilder won't. Besides that, he's winning against Arthur Spilker. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's won on the back foot and knocked people out. You don't you worry about that on the back foot? I, I could be wrong, but besides Arthur Spilker, but besides that, I think I think Dillian. So I have it as for me, I have AJ above Fury, mm -hmm. and that's just my preference. If someone says Fury above AJ, I can't really like. I can't. It's a bit fifty. It's a toss-up for me, but I have AJ over Fury based on the fact that AJ's resume is a lot better than Fury's resume. But then again, if they were both in the ring, I think it's a fifty-fifty bout. So I think I have AJ in number one, Fury in number two, um, Dillian in number three. I have, um, I have so Deontay Wilder in. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, interrupted. Go. Deontay Wilder in number four. Mm, actually, to be fair, I, I, I have Andy Ruiz and Jonty Wilder. I'm 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 fifty fifty with, with those two because Andy Ruiz he's got I two losses on his record. I think he could beat Wilder. If I could just rebuttal a couple. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go, go on. <laughs> First, uh, I think Deontay Wilder obliterates Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce Joyce gets hit way too much. All he needs to get hit is by That's one right true. hand from Wilder, and it's a wrap. And he's slow as well. And he's slow as well. But I don't yeah, think yeah. that... He's like a robot. He's like a robot. He's like a robot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... I Like Maestro said, I don't think you can knock out a guy like Joe Joyce. I think the only way to beat a guy like Joe Joyce is to dart, like, like dance around him, hit, tag him a couple of times, and start doing like an American, just running around the ring and just tagging him a couple of times. I think there's a few fighters in the heavyweight division that could do that. Joseph Parker, I think, could do that. Uh, he, yeah, Joseph Parker, I think, can. Um, oh, I think Fury. Fury, Fury, yeah, Fury, Fury could definitely. Um, uh, what's his name again? Usyk can, because he's probably the can. quickest amongst yeah. those top ten. Apart from that, um, White can White be uh, Joe Joyce? I, I don't. I don't think uh, White. I, I, I don't good, think. It's a good uh, fight. I don't think uh, Dillian White beats Deontay Wilder either. Dillian White is really? a really, yeah. Dillian White is a much shorter man with a much shorter arms length. Fury, the only reason Fury was able to get in there and bully Deontay Wilder like that is because he got a big old body with long ass arms. If it wasn't mm. for that, if it wasn't for that, uh, Fury would have just been another dude getting beat up from from distance. Uh, Joe, 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 Joe Joyce is really, really tall, and he has a lot of reach, and he has a lot of body movement and defense, right? But his defense involves him getting hit a lot. It always, yes, he, that's he, true. he always catches a good 50% of the punches with his face. Not not his gloves, but his face. But he <laughs> caught a lot of good shots against Daniel Dubois. Daniel Dubois really like put a lot of good shots on him. And in my opinion, Daniel Dubois, in terms of power, can mix it with the top headweight, and that didn't even graze Joe Joyce. So I'm struggling to think that Deontay Wilder could even knock him out. Even if Deontay Wilder touches him, I don't think he can. I think this guy, he's got the toughest chin and the 
in the whole division above every single person, even our team. Well, Fury's not chin is not great. He just keeps getting up from like he, he just doesn't get knocked out. <laughs> Fury got the, the, if he got knocked out every time he touched the canvas, we'll be looking at his record a bit differently. Let me ask you guys something. I'm going to throw out three names that have been talked about for a while uh, mm. for an opponent for um, Wilder. And I'll, I'll ask you guys to rank these three names. Ruiz, Ruiz, Charles Martin, and Dillian White. I'll give you my thoughts, and I'll, I'll ask you guys to go. I, I want to see White more than either of those other three opponents. And then I got Ruiz, and then I got uh, Charles Martin. What about you guys? I think Charles Martin would be bottom. Personally, Charles Martin would be bottom. Yeah. Why are we even mentioning him? <laughs> me. I, think, I, think, I think Wilder would just destroy him. Here's the reason, Kenny. They're both with PBC, right? He's a former world champion. It's the guy that AJ lost his or won his first title from. And he's with a new trainer. Um, and and he is looking a little bit better. But, yes, it's like he's way below Ruiz, uh, in, in my opinion, and also way below. below uh, is he even in top 10? Is he even top 10, Charles Barton? He's even top 15, actually. He's not in my top ten, but he's definitely ranked by one of the alphabet organizations in in the top ten. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bob Dadidu is as well. Bob yeah. Dadidu, what's his name? F A Jack, um, Egg Bottles. I forgot his name. Yeah, you're right. As well, there's a lot of people. Listen, I done my tier list, mm-hmm. and I done it based on who was ranked. I looked around, and some of these names, I don't know how the hell they ranked. Some of them, honestly speaking. Uh, so, like, ranking is, is, is all flawed. But for me, I'll have Dillian White, number one. Uh, Dillian White in that, in that list. Dillian White in that number one. Um, Ruiz in the number two. And, um, of course, Charles Martin. But the thing is with Ruiz, I don't know. I think, uh, personally, I think a lot of people are overrating Ruiz slightly over his win over um, AJ. The reason why I say that is because, for me, AJ that night wasn't, AJ, like if you see AJ, like fight after fight after fight, with regards to his demeanor, his ring walk, everything beforehand, you start wondering that that wasn't that wasn't. Um, I sound like a Deontay Wilder fan, I, I probably realized, but that wasn't AJ, something was wrong there. He had a cut, he apparently he got concussed in training by Joey Dueco, allegedly. Um, how, how that is true, but. It could, have just, it could have just been the big lights at the Garden, man. It's big time, bro. It's Broadway. It's it's Madison Square Garden. It's New York City. It's the capital of the world. I yeah. don't think AJ. I don't, I don't think that will face AJ. The, the thing is, because I, I, if if that was his first rodeo, because this guy's fought in a 90,000 uh, 90, seat stadium at Wembley and stood on a podium and went like that. This guy's been to the Olympics, so I don't think that kind of stuff will face him. Yeah, I, I, I think it's something that went wrong that that day or that that week. Something was all right. I knew it. Do you know when you know something's wrong? Like you don't need somebody to 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 prove it to you. You just think, bro, this is not AJ fam. This is some other guy. I don't know what's going on. Where's the real one? Off off the canvas. Let mm. me ask you this, right? Did God. you honestly think that rounds one through two and a half? Going in in that fight, did you honestly think that AJ wasn't looking good? Because a lot of people say this, like after the fight, oh, he didn't look good. He was, you know, the body language, the way he was carrying himself. But let's not forget, he wasn't looking bad for the first two and a half rounds. Like he put 
Ruiz down. I thought he looked just fine up until that point. Uh, I'm not going to be one of these guys that goes back on his, on his views. I thought he looked great up until that point. He did put Ruiz down. He was back boxing decent. He just got a little too overzealous once he put Ruiz on the floor and thought that Ruiz was going to be another one of these easy KO dudes. And Ruiz ended up shocking him and getting back up from that ground and fighting like a big man that he is. That could be. It could be both. It could be both. Maybe he wasn't right prior to to getting in the ring. But maybe he just like powered through it first couple of rounds, felt it out, and then when when one thing hit his head, he just collapsed completely. Maybe that could be the case. Maybe because he, the way he dropped the thing is his decision making. He wouldn't drop. He wouldn't drop Ruiz that early if he was hundred percent in his senses. He done that with Pavek in the fight beforehand. He cooked him up, cooked him up, cooked him up, and then knocked him down. He knocked him down way too early, and even he knew that. I, I was thinking, what is this guy doing? Maybe it was an off day, but I know there was something wrong. Maybe it was. we'll find out in 10 years' time, but I'm telling you this now, guys. <laughs> something was all right with that, AJ. I'm telling you that for free. But Deontay Wilder, I want him to fight. I don't want a Dillian, actually, in my opinion, to fight Deontay Wilder, because I want Dillian to have a world title shot. And you ain't going to have a world title shot against Deontay Wilder. And to be fair, that's probably going to be your worst strategy that you can pick. I wanted to fight the winner or, or, or yeah, the winner of Joyce versus Usyk if they fight for that WBO title. Uh, forget Brian Jennings. Not, what's the name? Uh, 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 Trevor Bryan. Because that's, that's for some Mickey Mouse WBA championship. Joe Joyce versus Usyk should be his prerogative maybe uh, trevor bright to in in summer in in the in, i don't know in new york and then in the winter time that belt that's my opinion and then come back to john tirada after because there you go you need a what i would do off the talk why don't you let everybody know where to find you uh this goes out on the leave it in the ring radio network why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on youtube big up you guys so you find me on youtube on off the canvas boxing Mm-hmm. Um, across all black platforms of campus boxing as well um but yeah um, you also find me um on on undefeated podcast as well with vice joe as well so big up you guys as well thank you big, man. Up, big up kenny i've never met kenny before but big up kenny as well all the pleasure brothers pleasure meeting you man good to see you yeah. again i'll see you i'll see you next monday on on the undisputed probably and come back anytime over here on my channel fam 100%, 100%, Marshall. You're blessed for that. Thanks for that. Man. Thank you, fam. You take care. So there you go, man. Off the canvas, out from the UK. We're joined by Alex out there from the UK. This was always my hope when we started going live at this time that we kind of bridge the Atlantic. We connect London with New York. We connect Manchester with Boston. We connect Philly Irish out there who's in the chat with all of the massive out there in the UK, in Birmingham, in Chelsea, in, uh, it, well, all over the place. I was about to start naming soccer teams. I was about to say Chelsea. Why not? Uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, you name it. So, yeah, look, the heavyweights always get the convos going, Kenny, because it's the glamour division of the sport. It's where you see the big boys knock each other out. And I, for one, am pretty happy with, with the talent that's out there right now. A lot of people shit on the talent. I think there's a lot of talent, a lot of good matchups. But we got to make these fights happen. And we got to start with Fury versus Joshua. That that fight needs to take place. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm just 
wondering why we always continue to mention Usyk in the heavyweight ranks and heavyweight division. The man has barely done anything. He needs to come up. Yes, he was undisputed in uh, cruiserweight. This is a whole other division. He should not be getting the chance to fight any of the champs, and he should not be ranked so high by anybody. He needs to prove himself. Just my opinion. Not hating on the man because he's a great, amazing boxer, but there's levels to the shit, and you got to earn your place. You can't just walk into somewhere and be the president. Philly Irish, if you're on, you can come join me and Kenny. Kenny T, my co-host here, come and join us. I know you're an Usyk fan, so I know you'll be able to provide a pretty good de- a rebuttal or debate with my man Kenny out there. And if you can't join us on video... Uh, every anyone, and this applies to everybody. Actually, you're free to call in the number seven one eight six one eight four two eight four seven one eight six one eight four two eight four. So, Kenny, you're still an AJ fan. He's still your number one guy right now in the heavyweight division. That's hard to say. Um, that's really difficult to say. Uh, Fury is a great boxer, man. I do my my, my most like boxer though, it, it would be Anthony Joshua, but Fury is definitely great and can't knock him and his skill. All right, so I'm bringing on my man Philly Irish, Drew Evo, out there from Philly. My man, uh, I know you're a big Usyk fan. Kenny doesn't really think he belongs with the big boys. What do you think, Drew? I'm not going to stay with him long because I'm hungry as hell and I got to order myself a pizza and everything. Okay. But. Is he telling me Dak Chisora sucks, that he's not a quality heavyweight opponent? Ken, go ahead, Kenny. You're on mute. He's asking about if you think Chisora is not a quality heavyweight opponent. No, that's not what I'm saying. Chisora and he, beat, a... he beat Chisora. Yeah, he did. So that's, that, that's only one. That's only one. Like, you don't, you don't, let's say he just came into boxing. You don't come into boxing, fight one great fighter, and get a title shot. He just came into this new division. He fought one boxer. He needs a good three, four more fights, and then he could be considered a challenger. Three, four more fights, not of regular uh, heavyweight boxers, but of you know well-known, reputable heavyweight boxers on that list of pound for pound or on that list of rankings that they have for these uh, sanctioning bodies. Well, here's the problem with that. You can blame the sanctioning bodies because that happens to everybody in boxing. They move up and they automatically get put in the ranking. Like when Canelo moved up to 168, they automatically put him up to the top to give him fights and everything. When 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 Miguel Cotto moved up to 147 or 154, they automatically put him up near the top so he can get a title fight right away. It's the it's the name. It's all about your name at the end of the day. He was on the pound-for-pound pound list. He's still on the pound-for-pound pound list because he was undisputed cruiserweight champion. He beat the best cruiserweights in the world. He even won a tournament and beat them. And he beat Tessera, which is a quality opponent, which a lot – he fought everybody in the heavyweight division. He gave some a lot of the guys fits in the heavyweight division. So at the end of the day, we can say, oh, he didn't fight enough heavyweights to get into that rankings. But if that if you're, that's your point, we could say the same thing about Canelo when he moved up to 168. How is he? How the hell is he getting the title shot right away? 
it's the problem. The heavyweight division is. I can't. Uh, I think we lost Drew Evil. I think. Uh, Hold on a second. Oh, there you go. You're back, Drew. He definitely has some good points going on, though, which yeah. makes sense. He he did, but you know, I I think that I I think that Usyk beats a lot of top heavyweights, but I don't see Usyk beating Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury's too big, too strong, too good of a boxer. And believe it or not, I actually favor Joyce against him now because I think Joyce has is, is grown a bit, developed a lot. Uh, he's with a really good trainer in Ismael Salas. And I think that he now knows how to utilize his size. He's actually fully developed, too, into a big six foot six, almost 6'7", 270-plus-pound dude that knows how to use that size and kind of that, that big frame that he has in that big, long jab. So I, I'm guessing... Drew got his pizza delivery. Buen provecho, Drew. Uh, Drew uh, enjoy that. Hopefully, it's uh, plant based. You know. Oh, I forgot to mention, Kenny is now plant based. We got to give yeah, Kenny. boy. <laughs> Kenny's giving up meat, man. It's gone, gone vegetarian. So I got to give you a big one for that one, bro. Um, publicly, I already, I already did privately. So yeah. Look, that is what it is. Uh, that's our discussion about the heavyweights. I do want to transition into something that we don't usually talk about on boxing shows, but we might as well do it. All right, if you're born in the 80s or later, uh, maybe even if you were born in the 70s, but definitely you are born in the 80s or later, like us, grew up in the 90s, you played video games. You played PlayStation, definitely, maybe Xbox 2. And if you were a boxing fan like us, you also played boxing video games. And uh, the last video game that I kind of played as a boxing fan was uh, called um, Fight Night Champion. And I'm going to kind of bring it up here uh, for everybody to look at, just so you get an idea about kind of the graphics that were available and what was available in terms of gameplay back then, um, a few years back. There you go. And uh, there's a new video game in town for boxing fans. And I'm actually going to ask Kenny, who's a big gamer, uh, to react to it. So this is what we had kind of up to now. You know, I used to get uh, excited about playing my friends in, in boxing and picking my favorite fighters or even creating my own fighter. So it's been a while. And, um, Kenny, I told you I was going to ask you to have a look at this and just give your thoughts as a guy who is a gamer uh, on this new game developed by ESBC. Just give your thoughts, Kenny, on kind of what you see in terms of the gameplay and the graphics here. Um, here we go. So th this is... This is what, what it, it says it's going to have, career aspects. You're going to be able to use feints. There's going to be movement, corner system, four-directional punches, which is very unique. That hasn't Fully been integrated. A, a feature yet. Uh, 36 punch control. I don't even know how you'd be able to, to do that. But check out the difference just off of here, straight off of the jump. And I'll let you react to this, Kenny, your, your thoughts as you see it. Uh, I think the graphics look 
decent. They look they look like the graphics will look really good on the PC. The box is moving, so I said my slow. I don't know if they're slowing it down on purpose, but it does look semi slow. I think it's slow mo for sure. Yeah, I definitely think this is slow mo. Uh, let's see if we could get some real, real time gameplay. There we go. Yeah, this this is David Adelaye, uh, who's a UK prospect. So it's interesting that they have him involved here. They they say it's a revolutionary footwork system. I, I mean, I. <laughs> It does look better. The footwork definitely looks better. It, I just wonder how they're going to control the 3D aspect of it, right? So, yeah, it's like with the controller. How, are you going to have to use both joysticks to go around the ring as opposed to just straight forward and side to side? You know, like, it does look pretty cool. The, the, the graphics look really good. Can't complain about that. Uh, they do look way more agile now. I, I want to see some in-fight action, though, not the guy just throwing punches, like the guys boxing, if they have anything like that. But I'm very excited. I've been waiting for a new boxing game forever. I used to call myself the champ back in college on fight night championship round. <laughs> so you created your own fighter back in the day? Nah, nah. You just use whatever fighter was available. But we used to have tournaments in the dorm rooms. And yeah, man, I was really, really good. I would come out winning most of the time. So here you you have Arturo Gotti. Uh, they say they're working. Apparently what they're doing, and you can see they even have in the heart rate, which is kind of, I've never seen that in a video that's, game before. That's really good. Uh, Fight night championship round kind of had it. They had the stamina gauge. It wasn't yeah. the heart rate, I think, but I think that's what the heart rate is going to be in this one. The amount of punches you can throw before your guy collapses or passes out or something. Yeah. So they've got the, uh, the world's strongest man in there, Eddie Hall, because apparently he's been fighting. And, um, you know, Kenny T versus Maestro can't take place in real life because we're homies, but uh, I don't know, man. I think the Maestro might might put the business on KT in this game. What do you think, Kenny? Uh, no, we're going to have to test that out. That may just be a whole other stream all by itself. You know? <laughs> so this is this is the this is the corner the corner work. Um, you can see cut recovery, swelling reduction, head damage, body damage. Um, let me go back to that, actually, because I kind of skipped over it real quick. But, yeah, you, you kind of see you can do corner work on your fighter um, to, I guess, help him, help him recover a little bit. That That's an interesting feature right there. I, re I really actually like that. That's actually pretty cool. It seems like they're making this game much more interactive. So instead of the simplicities of boxing, it, it seems like they're actually making you think about boxing. Like, this game is more for boxing fans and not just uh, uh, video gamers. Like, you really have to think, like, do I want to heal my guy's cut? Because if I get a couple more punches in that right eye, they may stop the fight. I lose the fight. As opposed to, you know, fight night championship round, which ain't have nothing like that. And you just know you got to press recovery on the bar, and then the bar goes up and everything's all set for you again. Absolutely. So um, they got a career mode here. They got promoter Lou DiBella. Uh, so you can actually pick your promoter. He's got negotiation skills, the financial benefit to the fighter his rankings, his social media presence. Uh, very unique, very in-depth features. What are your thoughts there, Kenny? I think that's also amazing. It's like I saw Arturo Gatti, right? One thing that I think would really make this game stand out, much different from the rest of them, is if they actually start including all boxers. What Fight Night Championship Round didn't do was include all boxers. You you really, it, it was, there was barely any fighters. Uh, we don't have to include all boxes, but at least include all of the big names. Right. And there you go. You go. Uh, they're talking about the purse. Um, 
You've got potential wow. winnings. You've got the social social gains if you win a fight. Uh, it's very in-depth, very detailed. I could see myself spending a lot of time uh, on this, especially uh, if if we the numbers hit up again and we get back into quarantining. I could have really actually used this last year during the height of the quarantine. So there you go. We got Sergio Maravilla Martinez. He's got 89% 9% health. A 91 uh, health regeneration, health recovery, 90 stamina. He's got stamina regeneration, stamina recovery. So they're really going in on uh, on this in terms of details of these fighters. Very, very interesting stuff here. Um, it says a lot of this is work in progress. So I think a lot of this was a teaser uh, for us as boxing fans and guys who were, who were gamers. But uh, I'm actually very much looking forward to this and um thank you kenny for giving your your initial thoughts on on this and the gameplay we can jump back into that discussion uh another time once more information about this game has been released last thing i want to ask you before we go and i'll leave this open to the chat shout out uh, bon kiki shout out leave it in the ring ltg garcia uh nando's always with us and everyone else that's joining us live. We lost the Philly Drew Evo earlier on, but he joined us live and, and debated Kenny for a little bit. I want to ask you this, because I know you do check out big UFC fights when they happen every now and again. I know you know the name Francis Ngannou, right? They've been talking about him facing off against heavyweights. Absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, before we, be, we end the show uh, here? Leave it in the ring live at five. Maestro at boxing. Well, I don't know him too much. I've seen a few of his fights, but I've seen a few of his fights in the MMA. He says that his original fighting style was boxing, that he was originally a boxer. And he saw more of a bigger opportunity in MMA, so he chased MMA. But now that he has a big name, he thinks that he could get a fight in boxing or that he would do great in boxing. He was talking about Fury, I believe. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen the man's boxing skills like that. I don't know. He says he that's what he originally did, that he was a professional at boxing. For now, we just have to take his word for it, right? Because Yeah, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, look, it takes more than having a powerful punch to be a top heavyweight. You need to have a delivery system to go with that power. And I don't see anyone uh, in the top, I'd say, well, any of the names we discussed earlier in our... In our heavyweight ranking struggling with a Francis Ngannou. Um, the only interesting thing that I felt kind of piqued my interest a little bit was when I heard that they might do one boxing fight followed by UFC. And the name I heard thrown in there was Dillian White because Dillian White actually comes out of kickboxing originally before boxing. So maybe, but I see it more of kind of a circus show. Um you know, a lot of boxing sites have been reporting on this. Major media outlets have been reporting on this. Um, I guess it's been slow news, and they don't really want to talk about Ennis and Lippinets, which we're going to talk about this evening on the roundtable, even in the ring. Shout out D-Style. It's going to be on his channel. But, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. But what about you, Kenny? Does he have any shot at all against the top heavyweight? 
It's hard to say. I would definitely watch the fight. It's hard to say whether he would actually have a shot or not have a chance, shot against any heavyweight because I haven't really seen his boxing style, his boxing stands. I, I've seen him throw punches in MMA, but that's so much different than it would be in boxing. I think he, it would be the same thing, the same way that I feel about Usyk. You got to get in there and fight a couple people before you possibly get a shot at anybody. You can't just come in expecting to fight the top dog and expecting that to be a challenging fight or a win or anything like that. Uh, Bolton Kiki says they have a, uh, sorry, what is, he said Mike Tyson uh, was in an interview with Francis. I'll check that out. And it says, you're also saying Mike Tyson might help him transition. Thing is, he's 34, I think, which is kind of aged a little bit. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see it if he does want to make the, the, the jump. But uh, Dave Duenna says that they have a better chance winning a WWE title. And then uh, I'm guessing then winning a, a, a meaningful fight. So there you go. I want to thank Kenny for co-hosting with me here today. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Hopefully we can do it again. Anytime, brother. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. You already know. Awesome. And thank you, everyone, in the chat. You can check me out tonight on the Leaving in the Ring Roundtable, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, here in New York. Uh, check what time that is, where you are. Uh, catch every... Uh, Everyone else on our network, D-Style, Tuesdays with HCP, Wednesday, G-Fungi, HCP, Uncensored. We've got the main show, Mondays, me and Dave Duenas. And after us, you can watch the Shoeshine podcast with Dave from the 408 and Drew Philly Irish, Drew Evo. So thank you, everyone. That's going to be it for us today. Kenny, let's do it again. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.